0: Hello, my friends, and welcome to another Cup of Joe podcast. It is Wednesday, September the 8th, and we celebrate a feast day today here, brothers and sisters. We celebrate the Nativity of the Blessed Virgin Mary. Uh, And so we are going to talk about that, what that means, where that comes from, uh, why we do all of that. But first of all, let me wish you uh, every good today, every grace, every blessing uh, I'm grateful to have you with me uh, to break open God's Word on this special day, huh? And, uh, and because, of course, it's a high feast day, anytime we're dealing with a Marian feast day, figure it's going to be a high feast day. So that takes us off of our track. We're going to step outside of Luke chapter 6 for today, and we are going to go into Matthew chapter 1, and uh, what specifically we'll read Now, I could read you the whole genealogy, because it invites us to read and start at Matthew 1.1. We're not going to do that. We're going to start at Matthew 1.18 and read through Matthew 1.23. So, Matthew 1, uh, chapter 1, verses 18 to 23. So, let's hear God's Word and what God has for us through Matthew today, shall we? A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. This is how the birth of Jesus came about. When his mother Mary was betrothed to Joseph, but before they lived together, she was found with child through the Holy Spirit. Joseph, her husband, since he was a righteous man, yet unwilling to expose her to shame, decided to divorce her quietly. Such was his intention when, behold, Behold, the virgin shall be with child and bear a son, and they shall name him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. Brothers and sisters, the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. So, we, uh, we celebrate a Marian feast day today. We celebrate the birthday, the nativity of Mary. You know, you think... Uh, as Catholics, there's only one nativity. It's on December the 25th. Oh, no, because we just love to celebrate new life. Of course we do. Uh, and, uh, and why not? Because our God is the one who is life-giver. And so we celebrate this Nativity of Mary today on September the 8th. I also wish my sister Maura a blessed and happy birthday today. Uh, So it is not just the Nativity of Mary, it is the Nativity of Mora, which in Gaelic, of course, means Mary. So I guess it is the Nativity of Mary today. Um, So let's talk about why Mary is such a big deal within Catholic circles. Uh, Now, again, first of all, I am just going to add, I'm going to use the analogy I did the other day. I'm I'm throwing a pebble in the ocean here. Uh, There's no way, I am going to, to grasp the height, the breadth, the depth of, of our devotion to the Blessed Mother uh, or the whys and the wheres and, and the hows and, and the what But I'm going to talk just, I guess, at an elemental level. And so forgive if this is all really uh, rudimentary. But brothers and sisters, and <laughs> I'll use the, the wedding feast at Cana. You know this. This is just me going on tangents. No plan to do this, but you know the wedding feast at Cana is such a great example. Uh, so Jesus and his mother are there now. Remember in John's you know gospel, Mary is never named. It's simply uh, you know the the mother, um, or woman actually. It's not mother. It's woman. Woman. Jesus, uh, and uh, his mother, Mary, were there at the at the feast. And she notices that they are running out of wine. And she, she invites Jesus. She's like, hey, they don't have any wine. And he says, hey, what business is that of mine? It's, it's not my time yet. And, and I love Mary. She is so wonderful. She's just like, huh. And just looks at the, at the head waiter, and the, the servants, whatever, and says, do whatever he tells you. <laughs> I'm not going to argue with my son. I'm just the mom. And I know he's going to do it. And, and that simple line, do whatever he tells you. And then, of course, the the rest of the event, the miracle, the, the blessing goes about itself. But that line, I guess, is what I'm pointing to. In celebrating Mary, brothers and sisters, what we're celebrating is Christ. Because that's what Mary did. And that's what Mary does. I'll, I'll use it in the present tense. She points to Christ. And even this feast day points to Christ. Now we might say, Jove, come on, what are you talking about? It's the the nativity of Mary. It's the birthday of Mary. How does that point to Christ? You darn Catholics, you you, you like to worship Mary. No, we don't worship Mary. No, we worship Christ. And because we worship Christ, and we're going to take that literally, we're going to honor Mary to the nth degree for her incredible role in bringing Christ about. So where does that start? Well, let's, let's just start it with we honor Mary uh, as virgin and mother. Now, again, you've heard that. I've heard that all our life. And it just rolls off the tongue, and we don't put the two together. But the truth is they are, in, they are, just, they are diametrically opposed to one another. They're opposites coming together in Mary. Virgin and mother. That's impossible. It is impossible. It's only happened once in all of creation, brothers and sisters, here, is, is God was able to take those and, and bring them together. Why do we celebrate her as virgin and mother? Because, of course, Jesus was fully human and fully divine. The the humanity that he carried was through Mary's bloodline. Yes, we know Matthew follows Joseph's bloodline, because that was the the patriarchal community to whom he was speaking. He was speaking to to a bunch of Jewish people. But but in Luke's gospel, if we were to read the genealogy and the bloodline, it goes through Mary, because he was speaking to a, a Gentile people. Um... But the bloodline for humanity, for the humanness that, that brought, that, that, that flowed through Jesus, that blood, that came through Mary. And the divinity, of course, uh, comes through the, uh, the Feast of the Annunciation, that the Holy Spirit shall come upon her and shall impregnate her, right? Thus the child shall be called Son of God. That it was both and in Mary, both and, human and divine. Um, because she carried the human and the divine within her, uh, and, uh, and virgin and mother. And, uh, you know, another thing that we celebrate, now we know this, okay, so today's the nativity of Mary, right? September the 8th. Well, why? Because you go back nine months, and what's that date? Well, it's December the 8th, right? And December the 8th is the Feast of the Immaculate Conception, a lot of people think on the Feast of the Immaculate Conception, we celebrate Jesus' conception. And man, he just had a speedy little conception because it only took, what, 17 days from stem to stern. He's, he's out to shoot already and going to town. Well, you know, if it's God, I guess you can do that. But no, we celebrate Mary's conception on the 8th. Why? Because we worship Mary and because she had to be divinely conceived too? no. Because we honor and worship Christ. And because Christ carried no sin within him, the container which carried him, Mary, which we call the Ark of the Covenant. Isn't that fantastic? I love that. Mary, this Ark, had to contain no sin. So she, therefore, was immaculately conceived without sin so she could be fully one without sin but two present in freedom to say yes to the angel gabriel when gabriel came to her and said listen this is the plan of god what do you think and she said i'm in i'm in yes and uh and therefore the impregnated christ within her within this ark whose blood flowed her very blood flowed through him contained no element of sin brothers and sisters all these things that we honor about mary we honor because we 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 call her the queen of the apostles right we call her you know the the mother of all the living we call her um you know the new eve we call her all these things but the bottom line is I, i think of jesus on the cross right when jesus is talking to uh again the only other person not named in, uh, in John's gospel, besides Mary, who is woman, um, is, is the beloved disciple, whom, again, we just named John. We think of woman as Mary, beloved disciple as John, and, and, and that fits. But, but again, the writer's trying to say something different. He's saying to the beloved disciple, Jesus is on the cross, uh, son, there is your mother. Woman, behold your son. I think he might have said it in the opposite order that I just gave it to you. Woman, behold your son. Son, behold your mother. Effectively saying to us, who are the beloved disciple, right? At the foot of the cross, because that's what the writer of John's gospel invited us into. That we stand by those who are continue to be crucified today. We stand with the poor. We stand with Christ wherever Christ is being crucified. And that Mary continues to be housed with us and we with her that she is our mother because because we need her to get into heaven because god doesn't like us enough no no because she walks with us and prays with and for us and shows us how her life did it i mean her yes is meant to be our yes right our, Her giving birth to Christ is meant to be our giving birth to Christ. I mean, that's what we're talking about here. Is brothers and sisters, when we hear this word today, I hope uh, to heaven above, I mean that literally, I hope to heaven above that we ourselves are impregnated with God and that we give birth to that in a myriad of ways, in a ways that are as unique as you are and as I am. Because God made us in our uniqueness and you carry Christ in a different way in your ark than I do and praise God for both. And may we give birth to Christ in no less a way than Mary did. We don't worship her. We honor her and we ask her in in her her uh mentorship in her in her uh, example Mary help my yes to be full and free as yours was. You know, I've I've said this before, and I love this example, and I'll I'll uh, you know this this kind of just came. I, I I wouldn't plan on saying any of this, but uh, I've used this example before. You know, one of the the prayers throughout history that we pray as Catholics is called the Angelus. Uh, usually prayed at six in the morning. Noon and then six at night. I think it's just kind of the the common people, you and I, our way of, of in a sense imitating the monks and their regimented prayer. And it's a beautiful thing and way to do it. But anyway, effectively it's this. Effectively it's 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 three gospel stories, just you know one or two sentences, and then a hail Mary in between, and then the hail Holy Queen. But the gospel stories are this, and and this is what they point to. And and there's a reason I'm bringing this up. The first. Part of the Angelus is we remember the angel Gabriel coming to Mary uh, and proposing the plan and says, this is the plan. And then we pray, Hail Mary. And then the second part is, Mary's yes. Behold, I am the handmaid of the uh, handmaid of the Lord. Be it done unto me according to your word. And then we pray, Hail Mary. And then the third one is simply John out of John's gospel. And the word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. And we pray the Hail Mary. Here's my point. My point is Mary as example. Mary as mentor. Mary as pointing the way. The Angelus is the best example. God proposes something to you and I today. I don't know what that is. What he's proposing to you is different than what he's proposing to me. But we all make up the body, right? And he's proposing something. And we need to say yes. And when we do, that word becomes flesh, impregnated within us, and, and and is born out of us. The word became flesh and made its dwelling among us. The steps of the Angelus, brothers and sisters, are our steps. We have to listen. Mary did. She was able to hear what was proposed. She said yes, and it was born. She is our example. Second point I'll make, and, and then I'll end. Um, is I love the names of Jesus used here, huh? And I'm going to try to wake up my computer and read it to you so I read the correct things. But it says here, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary into your home, uh, for it is through the Holy Spirit that this child has been conceived in her. She will bear a son, and you are to name him Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet, Behold, the virgin shall be with child and bear a son, and they shall name him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. There's two namings there. The first in Matthew is she will bear a son. Now this is the angel. Let's presume Gabriel talking to Joseph, of course, the dreamer. Um, and he's hearing that. Joseph, she will bear a son, and you are to name him Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. Well, I mean, isn't that an odd statement? You name him Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. Because the name, literally, Jesus means God saves. So hence, any any Jewish person, any Hebrew reading that would understand that. Hence, the, the use of the, the word because. You will name him Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. You and I don't get that today. But brothers and sisters, the very name that God chose for his son, when when Jesus was born among us, was indicating his mission. God saves. But that's not the only name, because then through the prophet Isaiah, right? Isaiah 7, we get, behold, the virgin shall be with child and bear a son, and they shall name him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. So which is he name? Jesus or Emmanuel? Yes. Which is true of him? Both? Which one? First or second? Yes. Because God saves. How does he save? One of the ways is by being with us. That's what we talked about yesterday, right? God is not going to stay separate and distant. God dwells with the human race. God stands beside us. Brothers and sisters, let that wash over you. We honor Mary time and time again. Why? Because she constantly pointed to Christ. She was free, fully to know who she was and in knowing who she was to be able to point without abandon to the one to whom we need to look which is her son the one who saves the one who is always with us thank you Lord for this gift this example this mentor this mother who continues to walk with us throughout all those nativities in our own lives, be they real children, be they something new being born within us today. We celebrate her nativity because it points to our own nativities. Let's pray. We continue through the luminous gospels, the the mysteries of light, which is what they uh, they point to, right? And uh, today is the third one. So again, let's just Lift up whatever's going on in our hearts, in our minds, in our lives, and let's place them in the arms of Mary, who we know where she's going to bring them, where she brought everything else, and let's trust she continues to, to be with us, this mother. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. The third luminous mystery, the proclamation of the gospel. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. O my Jesus, forgive us our sins, save us from the fires of hell. Lead all souls to heaven, especially those in most need of thy mercy. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. Uh, Blessed Mother, pray for us. And Saint Maura, pray for us as well. Thanks, my friends, for uh, being present uh, and breaking open God's word. God's blessings on the rest of your Wednesday. Uh, And uh, those of you celebrating birthdays, blessed nativity to all of you as well. God's peace.